Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Jenny Priz. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you, Shelly. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear more of your story as well, and I think it's going to be a really powerful one for our listeners. Just to kind of get started, I'm going to share a little bit more about your background, and then we'll, we'll dive into the interview. Great. Jenny was born with her right arm ending just below the elbow. She always trusted God with her physical body because her parents told her this is how God wanted to make her. However, it didn't go well with every other part of her life, and she had trouble trusting God. I think a lot of us can relate to that. (laughs) She struggled with drinking, and after getting a DUI, her identity came crashing down. But it was a turning point that began a deep healing in her life, and she's now an author and speaker, and her passion is to let all women know there is hope because God's promises are true. She will share her story in today's podcast. So just to get started, Jenny, tell us a little bit about what the broken crayons look like in your life. Well, Shelly, you mentioned it a little bit in, in your introduction. Um, when when I was growing up and, and after college, I had really built my identity as the responsible girl. I fit into this box. I was responsible. I was, I was um, always wanting to do the best that I ever could, and that put a lot of pressure on me. I was very uh, codependent on other people, looking for their approval, and really constantly just looking to everyone else. And, and even though I was a Christian and I would consider myself a Christian, um, I would look to other people to know that I was loved rather than looking to the Lord. So in 2011, I moved away from all of my friends and family, took a brave move and moved wow. down. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, God, you know, taking care of me. He brought me to the dream place that I wanted to live and everything's going great. Um, but of course, you know, I was in for rude awakening. He asked me to stop drinking while I was driving down to Tennessee um, in, in, in prayer on the road. And I and I said, um, maybe. <laughs> and of course, I, I didn't. So wow. Six- so he gave you a warning or, a, 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 you know, a, um, a chance to yeah. to stop. Yeah. And I and I thought about it and I said, well, wouldn't that be nice? But I, I did not uh, certainly um, take those those steps to actually actually stop. It was easier to continue drinking. Um, and six weeks later, I, I got a DUI. Wow. And that shattered my identity of being the responsible girl. Here I was in jail going, what has happened to me? This was the, for me specifically, it was the worst thing that could ever happen. It meant that I was no longer responsible. So then who, who was I? I was single, I was alone. um, And I had spent so many years trying to numb out the pain of the idea of never being good enough that uh, I had really just kind of turned to alcohol. So that was, that was, when you say broken crayons, I think of just my broken identity in, yeah. in just lore. Yeah. And how long had you been drinking at that point? 
Oh, well, I had, I had been drinking ever since, um, I was a teenager, you know, uh, of course you, you start, you start to get a, a taste in high school and then you go from there. Uh, and I had really, um, it had never been such a big deal except, um, after, um, after I had graduated college actually is, is, is probably when I went through some big heartbreaks that it really started to, to ramp up for me. Um, I really turned to alcohol because I thought if I was alone, then I must be unlovable. And wow. that, that idea kind of, um, was enough to keep me to want to stay as numb as possible for as long as possible. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to bring out because I think a lot of women struggle with that. If I'm alone, then I must be unlovable. And, you know, that is a lie from the enemy. It's not true. But it's so easy in our culture. If you're not, you know, with someone, if you don't have someone, then, you know, you have that. And whether it's a pain from some sort of relationships or other sorts of pain, it's so easy to medicate or to numb, whether it's, you know, technology and, and, and shopping and food, or it could be something more like alcohol. So what would you say was the turning point for you? You had the DUI, you, your identity came crashing down. You would have still called yourself a Christian at that time. And yet you were going to other things, you know, outside of God. So what, what would you say was the turning point for you in all of that? Well, um, there were, there were a couple different things that happened. The the first one is I remember just crying out to God in my bedroom and, and just on, on my knees, not knowing what to do next or what, how thinking, how could anyone love me after this? How could anyone respect me? Who would want to work with me? I didn't even respect myself. So how could I expect anyone else to do that? Um, and what I decided in that moment was, um, I looked to God and, and he showed me this, this image of, uh, I'm a hiker. So I, I saw an image of, of rolling hills and things with a path going along it. And he basically just said, look, Jenny, this is, this is your life and you're just here, you know, and you've got a lot more ups and downs to go. And this is just one moment in time. This doesn't mean it's the end because I was so hopeless in that moment. I really felt like there was no future for me that could be positive. And he just showed me, Hey, this is just one step in the process and, and there's more to come. So just keep going. And that's really when I decided if I could help one person Mm. out this whole mess, then it would all be worth it. This, this terrible burden and pain that I felt would all be worth it if I could help someone. And of course I, God was gracious and and generous enough to um, lead me to a 12 step program called celebrate recovery. And, uh, And that was, um, really hard for me to admit, Hey, I've got a, I've got a problem and I need, I need some help. But I I was also determined to do whatever I could in order to, um, to help other people. And this seemed like the best way to do it. And in step five, uh, I share with my sponsor, my past and, and the things that have happened to me and the resentments that I've had and what's my responsibility versus other people's responsibility. And that was really the first time that I was able to see the patterns in my own life. Wow of avoidance and now I how much I of my own pain that I had actually created by avoiding everyone and and avoiding conflict and trying to make every you know whitewash everything and make it be better but stuff down all of those emotions Mm. um yeah that's that's powerful that's powerful to yeah to be able to get to that point but it's painful too (laughs) 
<laughs> it is, but after I was able to share those things and recognize, oh, this is this is my own. There's a lot of this is, is my own fault, and I've brought myself here. And then I realized I could, I didn't have to own those things that other people thought about me. They didn't make it true if they, if someone else said something about me. Mm-hmm. It it didn't. I didn't have to own that, and my identity could really start to be based on God and His Word and His promises and what He said about me. You know that He made me perfectly in my mother's womb, and just going from there, all of the other promises that He has given to us, and saying, "Wow, I could finally start to see myself as He sees me, rather than how other people saw me." Yeah, and. You know, you said some really powerful things throughout that whole <laughs> that whole um, part of your story. But you know, one of the things you said is that you know, what did you call it? Avoidance that you um, yeah. you had a lot of avoidance and you tried to just make it look nice. And I think sometimes in the church we can go through that where it's like, okay, I just want everything to look good or you know, be nice. I want to be that you know that that Christian, that good Christian person. And and I did that for a while where it was like I almost had like a split identity. You know, I had this person, but then I was trying to be this person. And, you know, that avoidance of just stuffing it down, eventually it's going to come up. And eventually we're going to have to make a choice. And you made a choice. You chose recovery. You chose Christ. And you chose to walk this path. And I'm sure it hasn't been perfect. I'm sure it's been up and down. (laughs) I think it is. But for those that might be in a similar situation where maybe they've had some hurts or maybe they feel unlovable or they have gotten their identity from other people and maybe they've just avoided a lot of that and it's just shoved it down. Like what advice or encouragement would you give to them? Well, for those people who are stuffing everything down and trying to avoid, I would say feel your feelings. Um, feelings are, are not a symptom of shame or that something is broken. They're, they're a symptom of a deeper hurt and we need to feel them in order to, to process what we're going through and then be free of them. And that's the only way we're ever really free is by feeling them, processing them and letting, letting them go. Um, in the meantime, I think that for everyone, this world is crazy and we, when we look around us with our eyes and we just see the world through our eyes, then we're, we're limited to what's here. But the good news is, is that if we keep our eyes on the Lord and we keep our eyes on Jesus and the Holy Spirit and how they're all working in our life, then we can see the bigger picture of where we are in this process. And yeah, our life here is tiny compared to eternity in heaven, which is promised to us. And that's, that's really where we need to, to keep our eyes so that we can keep loving each other here, loving God, and then, and saying, Hey, this isn't the end. This doesn't have to be the, the be all end all of everything. God has so much truth and grace and peace and joy. And if we, if we just trust in him and keep our eyes solely focused on him, Yeah. And I like what you said earlier where you said, God reminded you, this is not the end. This is just a piece of your journey, like on a hike. And my husband and I are hikers. We live in the mountains of Colorado, (laughs) but it's just, it's just one part. And sometimes we can allow failure to just completely, um, you know, become our identity or stop us or just get stuck there. So I love that encouragement. Now, is there a scripture that's really meant a lot to you throughout this time? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's Ephesians 1, 4, and it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And I love that because it tells me uh, three different things. It tells me that I was chosen, that I was loved, and that I was seen. And that's for all of us, that we are all chosen, loved, and seen by him. I love that. I love that. Someone needed to hear that today. You are chosen, you are loved, and you are seen. And Mm -hmm. that is so powerful. Well, I just love what God's doing in your life. He's now using you as an author, a speaker. Um, You've written a book. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. The book is called Ditch the Drama, and I really walk through the serenity prayer in there. The, su- the subtitle is actually called How to How to Access God's Promises of Joy and Peace No Matter What the World Throws at You. And uh, it's, oh my goodness, it's um, a breakdown of the serenity prayer, starting with God and how important he is, and then you know laying down all those things that we cannot change, accepting how much he actually loves us, and then taking responsibility for the things that we can change, our perspective, our mind. Um, and then there's lots of uh, wisdom principles in there that we can use to walk through difficult situations, especially when our emotions are going crazy and, and <laughs> kind of want to take us off track. what's going to keep us centered through all of that. I love that. Now, if someone has connected with you and wants to contact you, how can they connect with you online? Sure. I have a couple websites. It's JinnyPriz.com is an easy way to get to me, G-I-N-N-Y-P-R-I-Z.com. And then uh, the book has, has, a, um, has a website called DitchTheDrama.net. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I just love your story too, because I have a background in physical therapy. So just your whole story about your arm and, you know, just accepting that, you know, how God created you and everything. It's just, it's just inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And I know that our listeners have been impacted. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been lovely. And, you know, as I said, he created me in my mother's womb and therefore I am a masterpiece. Yes, and amen. I um, appreciate all of you listening in and joining us today as well. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to feature you on the podcast. You can apply to be featured at ShellyHits.com forward slash story. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.